0: So, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I know what many of you didn't do. You could have had a free Klondike bar today, but you didn't respond to that simple click in our weekly email that said you could have. so a few of you did a few of you did, and so there are Klondike bars for whoever responded in the freezer after service today. all right, so you missed out uh, but but uh if. Would you if, you, if you're maybe, I, I think I know the answer, if we're maybe not willing to send an email, and that's no big deal, but would you give up your job for a Klondike bar? Obviously not. Would you give up your house? Well, maybe some would give up their job. Huh? Um, uh, uh, would you give up your house? Would you give up your family? I, again, I hope not. If you do, maybe we should talk. But would you give up those things for Jesus? You know, it's pretty amazing when you think of the guys that we hear in this gospel lesson from Mark today, guys like Peter and Andrew and, and James and John. I mean, there are Peter and Andrew are. One moment, they're, they're, they're casting their nets into the water, not just for fun. Uh, this is a profession. They are, they are looking to put food on their, on their table for their families. And, and uh, the next moment, Jesus says, drop your nets leave your profession and follow me." And just like that, they enroll in this three-year intense study program with Jesus as their professor and they're traveling all around the countryside. Or think of James and John. You know, there too. One moment they're they're sitting in their boat with dad. You know, for them it's become a family business. Zebedee and Sons fishing company, LLC, right? And 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 business is really booming. They even had to bring on hired hands as of late. And then all of a sudden Jesus comes up to them and says, Follow me. And and they don't just drop their nets, they drop their dad. (laughs) right there in the boat, and they, they enroll in this three-year study program, intense study program, with Jesus as their teacher, their professor, and they travel all along the countryside, and in an instant, their lives are forever changed. So again, it kind of leads us to ask the question, would we, would we drop our nets for Jesus? The nets of our lives, let's understand, are not necessarily bad things. The nets that they were the profession that they were doing was a blessing from God. I mean that's that's often how God works, right? He he gives us jobs so that we can net finances, we can net money, that will maybe put food on our tables. That's often how, how God provides for us. Or God will maybe bless us with things like pets so that we can net companionship or, or we can maybe net a little bit of exercises. we have to give Fido a, a walk every once in a while. Or, or maybe God nets, you know, we're able to net things like security and love and comfort as God blesses us with the, the, the net of a family and friends. And so those are all wonderful blessings, but the, the question becomes, as is, is wonderful as those blessings are, would we be willing to drop those nets for Jesus? Because as wonderful as those blessings are, the truth is, and we've maybe experienced this in our own life, that those nets can sometimes be something that, that tangles, entangles us, right? That maybe our job, instead of being a blessing, can be something that snags us away from Jesus. Or, or you think of something as simple as pets. You know, we, we sing it's a favorite hymn of a lot of people we sing what a friend we have in jesus and yet you maybe look at our time and you look at our at our and our loves and our and maybe even our checkbook and we it maybe gives credence to the truth that maybe dogs are man's best friend instead of jesus or we go through a difficult time in life and we're looking for all this guidance. And what do we do? We, we haul in our, our family and friends into our boat, which is, can be an awesome blessing. But as we only listen to them, do we kind of let the guidance that Jesus provides through his word just drift away? Or is our net, our safety net, maybe our health, our finances? Again, all those things can be blessings, but... Is there a blessing in your life, a net that God has given to you that instead of being the blessing that God has intended has maybe become a snare, something that has trapped you? And as, if, as you have something in your mind, again, the question today is, would you be willing to drop it? Would you be willing to drop it for Jesus? really amazes us when we think of guys like Peter and Andrew and James and John to marvel that they could in an instant uh, drop their nets and follow Jesus. Now, I I don't want to give them too much credit, and and yet I want to give them enough credit. I think sometimes we we treat the disciples as these country bumpkins and we almost make fun of them. Oh, man, how many times don't they get what Jesus is saying to them? And, And they're always spouting off without thinking first. And, and yet, but when you really look at it, wow, that these guys were willing to trade in so much, but, but don't think that they were secluded from the rest of their world, that they, they, they still were able to have contact with family. It's not like they couldn't see family uh, for three years. Uh, you read through the rest of the Gospels, and once in a while, you'll, you'll see, oh, yep, Peter's having dinner with his mother-in-law, or you'll see, oh, yep, James and John are, are going for a walk along the path with their mom. And, and yet, at the same time, It wasn't their priority. Even fishing. You know, we see them fishing throughout the Gospels, but it's no longer their profession. It's Maybe they just wanted a quick snack, or maybe it was for fun, but it was no longer a priority. Jesus was. They dropped their nets for Jesus. Would you, could you, or do you? You know, this section of God's Word is often used as kind of a theme for what we would call ministerial recruitment, encouraging people to consider full-time work in in a church or part-time work in a church. In fact, at at Martin Luther College, uh, that's our college of ministry that we support, that that prepares young men and women for work in the, in the church. And <clears throat> right now, this, this statue is just about to be erected on their campus. It's already supposed to be up, but COVID has delayed uh, it's, it being shipped. But it's, it's Jesus, you know, from this lesson, uh, t- telling, drop your nets and follow me. And very fittingly so, because the whole purpose of that school, which is in Minnesota, is, is meant to train people, young, not just young people. More and more people are doing multiple careers throughout their life. And so to drop your nets, to, to, to follow Jesus, uh, to work for him. And, and that's not always easy to just do that, is it? And I know you know that. I know you know that because of some of the conversations we've had. It's awkward for me to talk about this, but uh, I know you've said things like, like, oh, you know, I give you so much credit for, for taking that on as your profession. Or you've said similar things to my kids who are, who are studying at that school. Or, or maybe you've said something like, oh, I, you know, I give you credit for, for moving 2,000 miles away from your family, blah, 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 blah. And, and I get it. <clears throat> like I said, it's awkward to talk about it, but I, I think it's worth Acknowledging that it's not always easy, right, to just drop our nets and follow Jesus. And why it's worth acknowledging for us today is because maybe there's someone here in this room who's considering going back to school to do just that. Or maybe there's a young person, you know, watching on YouTube today and saying, hmm, maybe I could do that. And to be totally transparent that it's not just easy, right? I know the old jokes, ha-ha-ha, pastors only work one day a week, so that's what I want to do. But it's not always easy just to drop your nets and follow Jesus. And if you're considering that, I want to be upfront with that. At the same time, before you say, that's something I could never do, I also want to encourage you and say, yeah, it is something you can do. Why? For the very same reason that Peter and Andrew and James and John could do it. It wasn't dependent on them. I don't know if you caught it, but what Jesus said in these words, when he encouraged them to become full-time fishers of people, do you, do you remember what he said? He said, come and follow me, and I, I will make you a fisher of people. Jesus is the equipper. Jesus is the doer. Yeah, Cabela's can make you a fisherman, but Jesus is the one who makes us fishers of men. And we say, okay, but what if... What if I am just not in a place in my life where this is feasible, where I can drop my nets and become someone who dedicates my whole life to, to full-time work of, of sharing the message of Jesus? Or what if the Holy Spirit has, has kindled in you this fire, this desire to do it, but God the Father, who usually we credit with the giving of gifts, maybe He's given you gifts that are best suited for another profession. What if the two don't just match up? Well, then, let me introduce you to Zebedee. Do you remember who Zebedee was? He's the dad, right? What did he do in our lesson? That's right, nothing. He just sat there. He sat in the boat, but the, maybe that's the point is that he didn't get in the way of his sons. He didn't guilt them and say, hey, you got you to gotta stay here with the family business. I can't let you go, no. In fact, it's, it's very plausible that, that he had to pick up the slack. He's losing two employees. He's losing co-owners of his business. And, and that, But that allowed them, that allowed the James and the John to, to follow Jesus and to be you know, these wonderful gifts to the church. And that's something for all of us to consider. That while God maybe uses some James and Johns and he calls them into ministry and he, he calls them to be full-time witnesses for him, Jesus also needs Zebedees in this world. He needs people who can encourage and not discourage. He, he needs people like, like Dorothy and, and Irene and Jeff and Kevin, or at least those are the people that God, some of the people that God used in my life to convince me to drop my nets and follow him and to become a full-time witness for him. And, and who knows, maybe your name can be shared in someone else's sermon someday. Maybe if, my, if Caleb is ever preaching and, and he's going to talk about Ron or he's going to talk about Joe or, or, or Sal and how they encouraged him in, in his ministry, or maybe it's going to be Marcus or maybe it's going to be Liam who's preaching that message. Or maybe it's going to be you know, Vivian or it's going to be Isabel, or it's going to be Alyssa standing in front of a classroom or, or maybe in front of a Sunday school classroom. They're telling their students about, hey, let me tell you who influenced me in my spiritual life. So you, you can have that, that tremendous role of being a Zebedee for someone else. But I also want to assure you, you don't have to have an REV in front of your name or you don't have to have a room full of kids staring at you in, in Sunday school in order to be a witness for Jesus, in order to be a fisher of people. You know, I just look around this room today and I look at how some of you are here. I hate to pick on you, Jeff, but I'm going to say, do you know why Jeff is here? Because he he worked with a great fisherman by the name of jay right and and jay introduced him to us and adam is here because he worked with two great fishermen named jeff and jay and Dee is here because god used jeff as a fisherman and and i can think of numerous people, you know, I can bet you Kyle and Leah are watching today because of their friends who were great fisher people named Mark and Julie, or I can think of, of you know, people like Ginger or Sherry who have come because Ch- Sal's a great fisherwoman or or I can think of, of people like Taya or Robert or or Aubrey or you know, tons of other people who were because of their high school and college friends named named Josh and Reagan who were fisher people. You get the point? You see the ripple effect? That you, you already are what God has called you to be fishers of people. And then the question becomes well, why would I ever want to do it though? Why would I want to drop the nets of my life and dedicate time and energy? this work why do i ever want to drop the net of my comfort zone and, and go up to a hurting friend and say hey can i tell you about jesus why would why do some people drop the net of their finances and maybe you know drop 10 percent of their check to support mission work why do some people drop, drop their time as they volunteer? You know, it can be something as simple as making coffee or cleaning up coffee after church today. Or, or why do people commit to, to yeah, I'm going to worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ four more times this year than last year. Why? What's in it for me? Why, why do those things? It's a good question. And it's a question that I think w- was clarified for me or helped me this week was, as this is really about Jesus the recruiter, I, I said, I, I reached out to some recruiters this week, and I talked to an Army recruiter that I happen to know, or an Air Force recruiter, I should say, from town, and I said, how do you deal with addressing the, the concerns of, of your candidates and the things they're going to have to give up? she said, oh, we talk about that all the time. And she said, my tactic is whenever I talk about anything negative, I immediately follow it up with a positive. Yes, you might have to give up social media for eight and a half weeks when you go to basic, which is a big deal for an 18-year-old kid, right? But she said, but I immediately follow up, but you might meet your best friend for life. Any negative is always overcome by a positive. And you look at what Jesus is doing here. You know, he tells Peter and James and John and Andrew, yeah, drop your nets. You might have to give up your life, but, but look at what you're getting. Follow me. See, Jesus wasn't peddling some product. He wasn't peddling some profession. He wasn't peddling any promise. He was peddling himself. He was selling himself. Because he knew that was the best thing that they could ever get. Follow me. He would outdo any negative in their life. He, any anything that they would feel missing in their life because they would give it up for Jesus would, would more be filled by Him. Anything, any challenge that they would face in life would be more than conquered by Him. And the same thing goes for you today. As Jesus, you know, throws His line out to you and says, "Follow Me," He is that is a promise. That is not so much, "Oh yeah, give up everything, drop your ne-. no." He he, that is an invitation. To follow me. And you know why I can so confidently say that you are going to benefit from following Jesus is because I can tell you what he was willing to give up for you. And it was far more than what he would give up for a Klondike bar. Look what he's been willing to give up for you. If you've been with us or heard us over the last three weeks, two weeks ago we, we heard that he was willing to give up the throne of heaven for what purpose? To take on human flesh as he shared in our humanity. He was willing to do that for you. Or last week, we talked about how, how he was willing to give up the, the joys again of heaven. To do what? To stand in the muck of our lives, to, to, to become sin for us. And today, today as we see that Jesus is willing to maybe even give up what you would call a comfort zone and then go out of his way to, to talk to you and invite you, and to say, follow me. Why? Because Jesus, the Almighty God, the Son of God who sits at the right hand controlling all things, thinks enough about you to say, I want you on my team. I want you in my life. I want you in my home someday. And so don't think of these words follow me so much as a a command as it is an invitation Jesus wants to bless you and so he invites you today and as we are caught by the blessings of his word and everything that he has done for us in our life we will continue to say, yeah, that's something worth dropping our nets over. As we are caught by Him, we get to see, yeah, what an amazing start to a new year. But even more so, what an amazing start to the rest of our life. So blessings to each and every one of you. As you drop your nets and and have Jesus as your priority, Blessings to every one of you as you hear His invitation today to follow me. Amen.